on this episode of What If I Told You. The fellas jump in and break down all the action from UFC 260, the Elite Eight matchups in the Madness of March, get you prepared for the Final Four, and go over their rants of the week. Here we go. What's up, everybody? It's Thirsty Thursday, April 1st, almost to the weekend, and it's your boy, Nico Paul, back again. What's up, fellas? What's up, dude? How's it going? What's up? It's good. It's a good Thursday after that good weekend. Yeah, so today on the the pod, we're going to be discussing uh, the weekend. Obviously, we had some great hoops action with the uh, starting off with the Sweet 16 on the weekend, and then we jumped into the Elite Eight on Monday and Tuesday. Shame on the NCAA for putting a 10 p.m. game on a Tuesday night, but we made it through. We're still alive. And how about that action on Saturday night in UFC 260? So me and the fellas today, we're going to be breaking down all the NCAA action that you might have missed or saw this past weekend. And then UFC 260, we have a new baddest man on the planet, Francis Ngannou. So let's get it started, fellas. Where do where do we start with UFC 260, boys? Dude, all I gotta say is Francis Ngannou is scary. Everyone knows he, Francis Ngannou is scary, and everyone keeps saying Francis Ngannou knocked him out with a jab or started off with a jab. But if you actually watch the tape, it's actually a step cross, step left cross. So I gotta put that out there. Everyone keeps saying jab, but step step left hook. Start started off the party. He he retaliated with a I believe it was a right hand. Then Ngannou threw that 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 lead left hook from hell, put him down. That was that's all she wrote, dude. Yeah, to me, it looks like Stipe was. Uh, he was, he looked a little afraid. He's never never looked afraid before. Uh, I don't know. He 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 seemed like he was more calm the first time. I don't know. Maybe he was hurt. Maybe he's getting old. He's only thirty eight. It's pretty young for a heavyweight. I'm not sure what's going on with him, but uh, he's not he's not calling for an immediate rematch. Playing that. Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I'm 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 a little sad to see the run end. Uh, you know, we, we, we just witnessed the greatest heavyweight of all time in for UFC standards. Uh, I mean, what Stipe's done over the past few years is nothing short of incredible. Uh, he's taken down and fought in the best of the best that the heavyweight divisions had to offer. Even has a win over Francis Ngannou. But if you look at that fight and compare it to the fight that they had two years ago, Francis Ngannou is a totally different man. I mean, that first round he came out, he was composed. He hurt Stipe. His takedown defense was on point. He didn't seem gassed. He weathered the storm. And, I mean, even though Stipe says that, hey, the game plan was working perfectly fine and that he he got out of his game plan and got caught, 
you can say that, but I, I don't know, guys. Francis, he just looked like a whole different person. He's, he's a scary, scary dude, and I'm pretty excited for what he's got to do and what he's going to bring to the heavyweight division coming up here. If you take it, if you break it down even further, though, Francis Ngannou was actually throwing leg kicks. He threw a head kick. Remember that one head kick that that threw that almost took his that almost took his face he, off. He even threw a takedown, or at least attempted it. Yeah, exactly. And when when Stipe went for a takedown, he sprawled. He almost he tried going for a takedown. It's he's and I saw an interview saying that he feels like he's a complete martial artist now, or actually learning martial arts now. So it's like it's even scary to think that what well, Francis Ngannou is 36, 34, sorry, thirty four, and and he says he's not there yet, it's, dude. How many more years? He's he's he's, long, pretty, he's pretty much in baby years in heavyweight. He's got John Jones next. Hopefully, if John Jones can sign contract. Hey, did Derek Lewis do it for eight million though? He says. I mean, break the breaking news. If you already saw, John Jones tweeted out earlier today that he was offered between eight and ten million dollars, and he said that was not enough to step in the ring with Francis Ngannou. So, I mean, you know, this game has been going on for a whole year now between John Jones and the UFC. Will he fight? Will he not fight? Who knows? Obviously, that's the match to be made. The UFC could really drop the ball here if they don't get that matchup made. You know, the anticipate, anticipation of Jones moving up to heavyweight. I'm not going to lie. Big Derek Lewis guy. Love him. But it's really not an exciting fight to me. We saw those guys fight once before. Very, 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 very boring fight. Obviously, I don't think it's going to go the same this time around. But it, it, it just when you talk about from the money-making standpoint, I just don't think it's it doesn't have the drawing power of John Jones and Francis Ngannou. And that's the fight we need, and that's the fight we deserve. Obviously, you know, people can make the argument that Stipe deserves a third fight, which, you know, he does in technical when you break it down. You know, they should end the trilogy. But after watching that last fight, I think we all kind of know how the, the third fight's going to go. Who wants to see that, though? You really want to see Stipe Miocic come in two, a two, 220 pounds next time? He's even lighter this time? The next time and he get knocked out again? I don't know. To me, to me, so there's people on the internet talking about how Stipe, the way he talks is kind of getting kind of funny, to be honest with you. I, I don't want to see him get knocked out again. He's, he's had a good run, whatever. You know you know what I mean? Like, why would you want to see Stipe get knocked out again? I think Francis Ngannou, his next opponent is going to be John Jones if he can sign on down line, or he fights Derek Lewis. I, I think the next fight with him between him and Derek Lewis would be better. But I don't know. I don't want to see that Stipe fight again. I'm, he's not calling for a rematch, so. Yeah, I, I think I think a fight with Derek Lewis would actually be pretty exciting. You know, the, the, the last fight, Derek Lewis had back spasms because he had short knee injuries. Um, Derek Lewis also, or not also, Derek shout Lewis. Out, shout out Black Beast. Yeah, he's, I love him. Yeah, me too. He's, he's the best. He's a little boring on Joe Rogan's, but, but, uh, but he, but he, uh, you know, his, his fighting and his, and his post, uh, fight analysis is, is always hilarious. Um, but, uh, but also Francis Gallo, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was actually pretty immensely broken. Um, uh, he was pretty immensely broken after, after that, that fight, after yeah. the first Deep fight and, and combined with Francis Gallo or, uh, Derek Lewis's, um, injuries that he had were, were, were that are actually pretty known, uh, caused for more, probably the, the most boringest UFC fight in UFC history. Um, but yeah, I would see that fight or John Jones. Who knows? Nick, yeah, Nick just, Nico, how, how much do you think John Jones should get paid for that fight? I mean, we all know the UFC is not gonna is not gonna pay their fighters like a you know compared to boxing or anything like that. It's just it's not how they it's not how they operate. I, I mean, looking at, I saw a statistic today that, you know, John Jones' pay-per-views, you know, range around 700,000 buys, which is below, you know, the likes of Conor McGregor. You know, obviously it's below what Usman and Masvidal brought in. Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. And look, John Jones is greatest light heavyweight of all time. There's no debate. But he's his draws have been subpar at points. 
you know, I know obviously Francis and John Jones is going to be a massive draw. It's probably going to shatter all the records, but he's demanding. And I mean, he's entitled to it. He, he has a point, but eight to 10 million leaving that on the table. That's, that's just shocking. I'm sure they'll come to an agreement. You know, Dana White is going to get in there. John Jones is going to get in there. They're going to hash something out. They're going to get something done. It's the fight to be made. Be a huge missed opportunity if we don't get it. I mean, look, you run the risk if you go and put Francis out there versus Derek Lewis or Steep A3 or maybe there's talks of DC coming back out. If he loses, you lose it. You lose a fight. That's it. I just want to ask you fucking degenerates out there. Would you take eight to ten million to fight Francis Ngannou? Because I can tell you right now, I would right now. One hundred percent. It's not even a debate. Well, boys, like we said, great time, great fight, great respect to Stipe. Hell of a run. Thirty-eight. Go off into the sunshine. You know, enjoy the birth of your newborn child coming up here. Have a couple beers and just chill out for a little bit and see what happens. See what what unfolds. Put up some drywall, man. In recover. Exactly. So Francis, let's go. Francis the King, dude. Let's go. Let's go to the uh, the co-main event. We saw Tyrone Woodley. Guys, he's done. But like, I don't want to see Tyrone Woodley yeah, back. It's, in the it's another sad case. There's no debate. And I've, I've been seeing things that, that that was his last fight on his contract. So there's no way the UFC's resigned. I mean, Dan White after press conference said that that he doesn't really think he should really fight. He's 39. He's got nothing to prove. Why would he fight again? He, you know, I saw some 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 interviews with Tyrone Woodley. And he's he was saying things like how he didn't know why he wasn't engaging or fighting back or didn't know why he didn't, he didn't know why he ha- didn't have that dog mentality come on guys let's just be real he's 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 aging he's you know there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing there's everyone can see it the writing's on the wall he's he's aging he's you know past his prime that's the reason why he's not clicking not engaging not fighting he's hit a wall that's what it is that, that happens in the fight games happens happens to all athletes so why, why is he tyron really fight he's Ty- tyron really fights so i don't know vincent vincent luke he pieced him up and he deserves a, a big matchup after that one yeah, I think uh, Tyron Woodley, uh, uh, he hasn't he hasn't looked good in uh, in quite a while now, um, and uh, you know he still has that that thing where he thinks he could probably still fight, and you know I I, I can't you can't take that away from him. You know he's he uh, he's a fighter through and through. His you know for for a very long time it's kind of hard for these fighters to step away from the limelight and and uh, and not uh, be cheered and get that adrenaline rush after that those big wins. Uh, unfortunately, I think Tyron Woodley is probably going to go go to a different organization and. Uh, Maybe like, like uh, 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 PFL or uh, yeah, Bellator, yeah, or Bellator or or Ryzen or, or, or one. He'll, he'll go somewhere. Someone, someone he, will he, give he, him some money. He'll, he'll unfortunately go somewhere else, and uh, maybe he'll fight easier opponents. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, coming off four straight losses, but he's got a promising rap career, so he'll he'll be all right. Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's got yeah, it. Yeah, dude, Wiz Wiz believes in him. Yeah, that's all matters. Let's see if Wiz Khalifa will do a rap album right now. All right, and then probably the uh, the last fight we're going to break down off the card is uh, Sugar Sh- Sugar Sean O'Malley taking out uh, uh, winning his fight in impressive fashion with another TKO, uh, and it looks like. He's got some uh, some callouts here on the uh, the card. Dominic Cruz looking for that, uh, looking for all the smoke. Uh, you know the former uh, champion looking to take out the new uh, the new hot commodity, the young buck, uh, Sean. So, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Dude, that'd be that'd be a great fight. I think I think that'd be they'll pull in some good numbers. You can put you can maybe headline use headline uh, use Dominic Cruz to headline a card with, with Sugar Sean O'Malley. Uh, Sean O'Malley. I don't think he's, he hasn't headlined a card just yet. I don't think. No, I don't think so. he hasn't headlined a card yet. You put him and Dominic Cruz headline a, a, a UFC fight night, or you want you want to put them at co-main event of a pay per view. That'd be sweet. I think it'd be sweet. Uh, who knows? Dominic Cruz didn't look like the old Dominic Cruz in his last fight. He I mean he won his fight, but 
Sugar Sean, man, he's he's motivated. He wants to make a name for himself. That'd, that'd be a big uh, a big uh, fight to really propel himself, you know. So that'd be cool. Uh, honestly, Sean O'Malley, he uh, he looks pretty quick. His hands look quick. His he seems all sorts of confident. Uh, but let's be real. Thomas Mann is kind of a, a Brazilian punching bag. He has that Brazilian pad record. O- only OGs know what I'm talking about. Um, and he hasn't even fought. He hasn't even actually won a fight since 2016. Um, so I, I know Sugar Sean wants to fight Cody Garber. He wants to fight Donald Cruz. Hey, I mean, Donald Cruz is uh, getting old. But, you know, why not Why not fight him, test your medal? Um, from what I see, he still has fast hands. He's confident. Uh, he, he's going to think he lost his last fight before Thomas Amada, but uh, we'll see where he is with uh, with the aging Dominic Cruz. And I, I know Dominic Cruz wants that fight too. I think Cody Garbrandt wants that, t- that title fight though. Yeah, I, I don't think t- Cody Garbrandt wants to waste his time with unranked opponents. I don't know. I, Cody Garbrandt, he he may, he may want to chase some of that clock because Sugar Sean O'Malley is getting the attention from everybody. So maybe 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 he does. Who knows? It's all about that clock nowadays for these fighters. You know, you got to get paid. It's all about the paydays. It's all about the money fights. You know, as you just saw today um, in other news, as we stick in the MMA, Nate Diaz announced versus uh, Leon Edwards coming up here. So that should be a good fight. First co-main event in UFC history that's going to go five rounds. So pretty exciting news. UFC obviously has got some big things coming up here over the uh, next couple of weeks and months, and we'll, uh, we'll get into that in the future pods. But, guys, let's jump into the madness of March and what a weekend it was. I don't know about you guys, but I'm actually like stressed. I'm, I'm, I, it actually stressed me out to try to catch some of these games. It's just, it's just so maddening to try to catch all these games. And I don't know. I kind of like the ten o'clock games, but at the same time, that's that was a lot. But I'm happy we're here. We're, we're ready, ready for the uh, the final four. Look, I ain't gonna complain. We didn't even have a tournament last year, so I'm I'm, I'm embracing all of it. So I uh, I'm loving the storylines coming up here in the final four. We've got UCLA, the Cinderella of the tournament, versus Gonzaga. Now, UCLA, obviously, the one of the most decorated uh, NCAA basketball programs. Shout out, Bill Walton, Pac-12 God. Um, but yeah, what a story UCLA. Started in the first four game against Michigan State, took out Tom Izzo, the man made for March. Be real, did you have did you have UCLA in that game? In the first first Michigan State? No, I didn't. I would not either. bet. I did not I, bet I, against I Tom either. Izzo. No, I did not bet against Tom Izzo, and uh, I'm disappointed. But yeah, I mean, what a run by UCLA. They've they've gone. They, they from the first game they were down double digits against Michigan State, came back, won it in overtime. You know, have made a great run in the tournament. What a game versus Alabama in overtime in the Sweet 16. To come back from Alabama hitting a last-second buzzer beater, tying three to force overtime, and then just dominating that game. And then coming in and taking out Michigan, who had looked pretty unstoppable in all of their games leading up to that and looked like they were going to single-handedly carry the Big Ten to a Final Four and just a great defense. And come on with UCLA, Tiger Campbell, what a name. Love that guy. Love the heart of UCLA. Love it. And look, this is this is Gonzaga, their first Final Four appearance, their chance at redemption. 2006, everybody remembers Adam Morrison, that lovely mustache of his, just dominating the NCAA at that time, taking over the tournament. This was going to be the year that Gonzaga won the tournament. Nope, UCLA comes in, comes from behind double digits, shocks the world, takes out Gonzaga, and continues Gonzaga's long, long stretch 
of not being able to get over the hump. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's funny that we say this. We're back with UCLA, but we have another mustache wonder in Drew Timmy who's coming for the title. Dude. He's trying to bring Gonzaga to the promised land. Drew Timmy fucks. And only UCLA is standing in his way. I mean, he, all he's got to do is be his. And look, boys, the largest, the largest underdog in Final Four history with the opening line at 14 and a half points. UCLA's yeah. got no chance, right? We, let's be real. They're not winning, right? Well, after well, after what Gonzaga just did to US, USC, there's no way. Well, right, right, those, no those way. Bright, those, bright, those bright blue jerseys always got me. It, it tracks me. I don't know why, but I like UCLA, those bright blues. But unfortunately, I think maybe UCLA is going to – it's gonna, they're gonna suffer the same fate as some of these other, these Pac-12, t- Pac-10 teams. Sorry, and uh, I don't know. We'll Pac-12, see. Pac-12, let's go. Come on. All right, let's be real, boys. Besides UCLA, the the, the teams who won or are supposed to win won every single game. Besides UCLA, they're they're the only swan story between the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. Uh, Bob Marley, I mean, uh, Tiger Campbell was uh, leading the team um, uh, with some leadership. Uh, I, I always appreciate a guy who's uh, under six foot, or at least I think he is just six foot around there. Uh, leading the charge and helping his team to win. But uh, the, the real story out of UCLA is uh, uh, Johnny uh, – I think his name is Johnny Juzang, uh, a transfer from Kentucky. He's dealing with some, some ankle problems, so let's see if uh, Johnny can uh, keep his ankle health and, uh, and uh, perform like he did against Gonzaga. I, I, I definitely know uh, uh, they're going to definitely need it against Gonzaga. But, you know, Gonzaga, man, they're a bunch of killers, man. The, the other white guy, I forget his name. He's beautiful. 28 points he, 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 he fucks too. Timmy, he fucks. They're fast, and I think they also have another player named Grimes. Um, they're fast. I, I watched both their games over the weekend. They're fast. They look like they're on another level. I was down it because they're, they're in the Western Conference. Or what's the name of their conference? It's the Western Conference or something like that. And uh, um, I, I doubt it because they, they had no competition. I also down Houston because they had no competition. But they're for real, too. Def- uh, re- rebounding team, highly defensive. Uh, but uh, tell you right now, boys, I would love to see Gonzaga, you know, pull that finally freaking winning a a, a final. I, I I think it was just this year until I found out that they never won a final, which is kind of crazy to me. But it'd be kind of cool to see Gonzaga win. But let's just be real, boys. Let's fucking go UCLA. I think everyone's is secretly cheering for UCLA, but let's not overthink this, guys. You know, you know Gonzaga maybe win by twenty. There's no shot in hell UCLA is winning this game. I'm sorry right now. Now, am I going to bet on the money line at plus 750? Of course I am, but I'm also going to throw some money down on Gonzaga with, against the spread. You got to be real here. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm enticed to throw on UCLA. What's, money what's the spread again? It's uh, open at 14 and a half. So, look, we all want Gonzaga versus Baylor. We've been talking about that since January. It's the two best teams in, in the NCAA. Give it to us. Houston, great story. Incredible run, two seed. They've been nothing short of fantastic lockdown defense, but they haven't played. They've played all double-digit seeds throughout the tournament. I mean, they've taken down the Cinderellas of Syracuse's run to the Sweet 16, Oregon State to the Elite Eight, but let's be real. I mean, Baylor is a much better team, great defensively, extremely athletic. Let's get Baylor versus Gonzaga. That's what we all want. It's probably not going to go that way because it's the madness of March and nothing ever goes as planned. But I really hope we get Baylor versus Gonzaga. And at the end of the day, I hope that beautiful handlebar mustache, Drew Timmy, is holding up the title and Gonzaga finally gets over the hump. Dude, Drew Timmy and the other white guy, they're taking your fucking girlfriend, dude.
All right. So, like I said, tons of great storylines this weekend. Like I said, I hope Gonzaga gets revenge for 2006 and Adam Morrison. And they should just allow Adam Morrison to be a champion if Gonzaga wins. He should just get a ring. He should just be out there. They should actually just let him play in the game. Him and Drew Timmy with both those mustaches would be epic and amazing and the best story of all of March. But great time in the madness of March. We've seen everything. We've seen tears. We've seen laughs. We've seen upsets. We've seen blowouts. It's just good to be back, and it's great to have it back. Incredible, incredible tournament. And, you know, I'm excited for this weekend and what we got ahead of us. So, guys, you know, let's get into my rant of the week. If you're a follower of the show, you're going to use this. You're going to hear about this. I'm going to have a rant every week, something that pisses me off in the sports world or pop culture. And I'm going to go off on a little rant about it. And I think the fellas are going to join me as well. My rant of the week this week is free throw shooting in the NCAA. I think I might have popped a vein in my forehead watching Alabama go 11 of 25 against UCLA from the free throw line. I get it. They're just kids. A lot of pressure in March. I probably couldn't even make 25% of the free throws. But God damn it, from a betting perspective, fellas, 11 of 25 will drive anyone insane. But it also makes the games so much more exciting because the one and one is just the greatest. It keeps teams in games. It keeps them close when people can't make their free throws. And if you're going to win in the NCAA and you're going to win the whole thing in March Madness, you're going to nail your free throws. And the best teams always prevail. So, yes, if you can't tell, I lost money on Alabama. I'm blaming them. It's not just been them who have been horrendous from the free throw line. It's been everybody besides Gonzaga and Baylor. That is my rant of the week. Fellas, you got to chime in? Anything pissing you off this week? Dude, going off on that uh, on that rebound stuff, you know what you know what pisses me off when you see a big a big tall guard and you know you know they're gonna they're gonna whip at the rim. <laughs> that that every, it seems like every time I saw a big tall guard, you know you know that tall guard is whipping that ball in the rim for, for the most for the most part. You, you actually know what grinding my gear this week, boys, is uh, is Jake Paul talking shit to Ben Askren. Because we all know, in, in, at the end of the day, Ben Ashkin would take him down and, and, and commit a homicide, like what he said. Speaking of that, did anybody see the uh, Rocky Four montage by Ben Askren yeah, training sweet. for the fight for Jake Paul? I, I was inspired. Ben Askren is, a, is, is, is someone I have never really been a fan of. I think he's kind of a uh, cringy at points, and I think his trash talk is, is a little bit lame for what he does in the octagon. Um but he, he knocked it out of the park there. And the way he's been handling the lead-up to this Jake Paul fight has been uh, nothing short of hilarious. He uh, He's treating it as the joke that it is. And uh, kudos to him because uh, it, 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 it is bad. And it's uh, – of course, I'm going to spend the money to watch this uh, oh, pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm going to be ashamed of myself every second Just watching it. And I'm going to love it. And, uh, you know, I hope for a great show. I just, I just hope Ben Askren sends it back to Skid Row with, with that outfit. Dude, I, 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 that, that pissed me off too. And uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for Jake, Jake Paul to re- release some sort of sweet Rocky, Rocky IV uh, montage to, you know, be opposite, be, 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 be showing him doing steroids and, and lifting weights and stuff like that. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty sweet. He's blonde too. 
if he gives me an Ivan Drago Rocky Four montage, I may hope he wins. Because yeah, that, would just, be, that would just be that would just be the ultimate troll job. And I hope they both do it. Because Ben Askren, like you said, is gonna make more money than he ever has in any other fight. And kudos to him. Get your money, get the bag, secure the bag. You got a life to live, you got a family to support, so go go do you. I got no 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 shame to you. I'm not gonna be one of those uh old school boxing MMA guys and be like, no, no, you're feeding into the comedy. Look, man, at the end of the day, we gotta make our money and chase that bag. So kudos to both of those guys. And, and the, uh, the first show was pretty entertaining, you know, with uh, Soup Dog rapping and uh, who else performed? I forget who else. And I thought it was pretty entertaining. I, I, I you know, it's pretty cheap too, like thirty bucks. Dude, I love I love that first show. For some reason, it was really entertaining me. So I'm I'm excited. How much is it? Seventy five bucks? I have no idea, but I'm paying. Maybe paying double if 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 he makes that that Delph Longren uh, montage. It'd be sweet. We can only hope, fellas. We can only hope. All right, Tiago, what uh, what pissed you off this past weekend, and what's your rant of the week? Dude, you know what pissed me off? That no goal, Portugal versus Serbia. Everyone knows. How, how can you not see that? The, the referee is supposed to be right there on the line. There's no VAR in World Cup qualifier. The GOAT, Cristiano Ronaldo, everyone knows he's a GOAT. There's no debate. Scores are a game-winning goal, and there's no goal. And there's, now there's pitchers coming out. It even, looks, even, looks even more decisive. That's, look, that's a goal. That, that pissed me off. Come on. It's World, World Cup qualifiers. You, you can't tell what's a goal, what's not a goal. There's no VAR. That, that's my rant of the week. Portugal getting screwed against Serbia when they're definitely a better team than Serbia. Yeah, what's going on with uh, FIFA right now? I mean, we're, 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 how are we at the point that we're in a World Cup qualifier and uh, we don't have goal line technology or um, VAR? I mean, come on, it's, it's everywhere. We can't even review that in a World Cup qualifier where this may determine a team's place in the 2022 World Cup. It's crazy. And plus, you're taking away a goal. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo is, is, is trying to chase that, that all-time goal list in international, in international play, and they take away that goal? Come on. Now, I, I always thought referees had goal line technology on the wrists. They didn't have that. I haven't looked into it, but I mean, usually they do, but I'm not sure what happened in that situation. I don't know if it was at a stadium that was just unable to support it or what's going on, but yeah, I mean, to me and anybody who's seen it, it looks clear as day as across the line and it looked like it was a good goal, but at the end of the day, it was ruled out and they end up getting the draw. Dude, that World Cup qualifier match didn't have that that that, that wrist technology, goal line technology, the VAR. It's, it's a joke. It's I don't know joke. what kind of grinds my gears about that situation was more, more people were more, more mad that Cristiano Ronaldo took off his captain armband and smashed on the floor. You know, I, you know, I'd be I'd be mad too. You know, he he's kind of a goal draw at the time. He kind of redeemed himself in the game after that guy his his goal, his volley goal. But uh, uh, more people were talking about him getting mad, and you know, it seems like people more talk about you know his emotions sometimes rather than like the the, the real problems like. You know where the hell is the the goal line technology and the the VAR and, and a World Cup qualifier in twenty twenty two? You know the first in Qatar. So, uh, dude, everyone with the brain knows that Cristiano Ronaldo didn't, didn't mean that didn't mean anything towards Portugal or, to, or towards his captainship of Portugal. But that that that, that is true. When you when you when you when you see that people are talking about about him being mad, it's like, dude, you, you guys gonna like report on actual news? Or you're gonna talk about you're gonna do you're gonna do articles of cl- chasing clout? Like, come on, like like a kind of example why he's mad, not 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 what, what happened after he was mad. He he, he didn't kill nobody. Gonna break. You guys all right? I mean, all I know is the U.S. Men's National Team went two and us. Seems like you're a little bit hurt, and uh, it's okay. You know, you'll uh, you'll go to the World Cup, so 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 don't worry about it. It's not something to get too all bent out of shape and emotional about. Jamaica who? Was that Jamaica's kid? 
Are you talking about what Jamaica do? The, U- the, US, the, 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 the U.S. is going to host a World Cup, and they're going to win in 2026. Be ready. The, the young gut, the golden age is here. So let's stop talking about Portugal and all that. But, hey, good rant. You know, I understand why you're upset. And, you know, it, it well-deserved uh, in that situation. All right, ladies and gents, it's been real. Like I said, it's Thursday. We're one step closer to the weekend. Let's get after it, ladies and gents. We're gonna we're gonna let you go on this uh, nice little bit of a uh, Rocky Four montage. But we got a big weekend ahead of us. Final Four action in the final on Monday, and March Madness is officially done. We can draw our focus to opening day of baseball tomorrow. So let's get some hot dogs, a nice cold brew, and let's enjoy the summer coming at us with opening day of the MLB season. Guys, we're almost at Friday. Friday beers, it's entirely different. So as you know and have heard, we are ambassadors of the movement Friday beers. Get a chance to go grab some sweet merch by using the code SUCKDOWN-SEASON-21 for 10% off your purchase onto the Friday Beers merch shop. Grab a hat, grab a shirt, grab a koozie, a mug, and jump into the weekend. Shotgun some beers, slam a cold one, watch the games with your boys, and let's get after it. Let's have a goddamn weekend this weekend. So your boy Nico Paul is out, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Love y'all. Let's fucking go. Let's do it.